Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And I suggest you shut up and show more football. Come on, come on. understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. I'll take him out, son. I mean that. Take him. Uh, welcome back. I, I'm not quite you know sure what? really how to what? open, Andy. I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you. What? The last 15 minutes has been brilliant. Have we recorded it? I wish we had. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> He's great with DJ. And actually, we have the kit now with which you could yes. spin. Did he spin? Uh, the wheels of steel. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the actual DJ. Yeah. Literally. I mean, um, our Portuguese... Would you call Magician. that? Would you call that? No, you need spinning. Spinning is it yeah. scratching. Scratching. Spinning. Scratching. Yeah. Luis yeah. has got a new yeah. mixing table, yeah. which, which makes everything it. sound very. He's, he's, very I've never seen him this excited deep. since the day he got married. No. <laughs> I have to say, and he's a man who's about to become a father. Yes, he is. And this has taken more of his attention this week yes. than that prospect. The yeah. actual pregnancy. Yeah. 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 Let's, <laughs> hear, let's hear your, your, your beat thing. <laughs> Mm. I like it. Uh, <laughs> you like that, eh? So you can, you guys can talk, and I just do the beat in the background. Yeah? You can make a whole show out of this. I already see anyway. Ton of ideas already. Uh, welcome. This is Keys yes. Great and, and DJ. DJ. And if you're scratching your head thinking DJ, yeah. I'm sure we all by now know it's Nigel De Jong, <laughs> a Manchester City legend. Not you. We'll be joining us today. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. This will be the last episode I'm doing with these gentlemen right now. We here. will be joined later by a city legend. Mm-hmm. Three consecutive seasons, he was a top scorer. Oh. Uh, Franny Lee? Yeah. The beat Franny? Uh, Premier? No. Uh, no. See, that's the no, trouble. Don't even go there. When I see Franny Lee, you went, ah, well, that was a Premier League. No. Uh, Franny was chairman by then, of course. Uh, he was a guest. But Franny would have been up there, wouldn't he, as goal scorer? Fran, Franny, oh, absolutely. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. He must have been like that, as Legend. regular as that. Legend. Yeah. Lee, right Summerby. I mean, what a side that was. Yeah. 
We don't want to spend too much no. time mm. reminiscing. Is that 68? 68. Mm. 68, yeah. 68. They, they, they won the title and, of course, United topped it by winning <laughs> the, the European Cup. That's a bummer. So it, took, it just took the it whole took shine away. your generation yeah. Yeah. to actually establish which was the dominant club yeah. Yeah. in Manchester. Oh, is it 35 years later? 32 yeah. years later yeah. to date? Easy. So, uh, yeah. No, I'm happy that we can speak to the actual I thought this was, city legend. We might start differently because the conversation about the coffee we had many, many months ago when you first yeah, joined yeah, us went yeah. down very well. Give me one thing, both of you, that you miss from home. In your case, not England, Scotland. What's the one thing that you would say you miss most about the country of your birth? Scenery. Good answer. Scenery. Mm -hmm. Some of the most beautiful scenery um, anywhere. Um, yeah, scenery, definitely. Right up there. I'll go for simplicity. Oh. I live in the city center. Mm -hmm. I have one step out of my door, take my bike, and I'm going everywhere with my bike. <laughs> so simplicity. I, I get that with the bike. When I lived in London for two years, I loved the bike. He was yes. outrageously, constantly bullying me about yes. being mm. on the bike. Yes, right. I would be crossing one London, of the bridges, Water, Waterloo <laughs> Bridge, bridge Westminster that? Bridge, one, one or the other going to work. And of course, all of a sudden, I would hear this outrageous noise, him coming across, get out of the way! And you sit tame at night, so I knew you'd be running at the bridge, and I'd wave my window down. i say, get that bloody bike off the road, you're causing a blood, and where's your crash helmet, if you're so safety conscious? He, he, he did that one day, and I'd looked two cars ahead of him, and there was a police car out there. <laughs> and he, he didn't realise. Me, summer rain. Summer rain, yeah. I think summer rain oh. is beautiful. Yeah. The smell of the dust that settles after summer rain, the freshness, that's what I miss most. So when you say simplicity bike, how you go out your, your town centre yeah. house, my get house. on your bike, how far do you go? Where would you go? What is it? I think maybe what, 200, on the jaws? Because I live in a ride. Well, you can take more than 200, 300 yards. I can walk, but obvious. I like to get a bike as well. It keeps you, well, keeps you fit and healthy. Yeah, but it's not only to the, yeah, to the first shop, but then you can go all all uh, all around town with the bike. You're not going to go We're walk Amsterdam. around. Amsterdam. You're talking Amsterdam. Yeah. You're talking about hometowns, right? So Amsterdam yeah. is my hometown yeah. over all these years still. Um, but simplicity and obvious well, yeah. friends and family. Yeah. I, think, I think that it's also one of the things that you always that, miss that, when you Yeah, when but you that, 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 that's a given. Yeah, so, people so would be a close That's shaking. a given. We, we, that's we, a good we, so I didn't want to go there with that. I just no, I go for simplicity. I think simplicity. Scenery. I think, yeah, you scenery. What about the mushrooms? Oh, I tell you, Nigel, have you played Loch Lomond yet? It's mushrooms. Yeah. It depends what kind of mushrooms. Magic mushrooms, about. you mean? Well, you know, I'm from Amsterdam. Been there, done that, yeah. on an early age as well. Oh, legal, so, oh, legal of course. We should yeah. state right now, yeah. legal. So I'm not really missing those, to be honest, <laughs> quite frankly. And as I'm a parent, I have to be a little bit more responsible now. Of yes, course. of course. Yeah. Of course. See, I'm, I'm still scared. I've, I've never taken, I've never had a cigarette. Have no. You? Never. Uh, well, well, never. You see, the there's always a first time. Smoke? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah. How yeah. many? No, no, not smoked uh, in the sense of during my career. No, of course right. not, because that was illegal. But before everything kicked off, yes, I did. Yeah. I mean, when you're in Amsterdam, you're growing up, that's the standard. You yeah, have to go. You have to see the red light, red light district. Is that one there? You have to go see one of the coffee shops. What do you mean, red light district? Can we discuss that? Here? <laughs> I think this was a. I think I think this I mean, was is a, it a place with lots of that's the, that's the traffic light zone. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, traffic light zone. Now let's get serious. A number of things to discuss this week. The first being noisy sheep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've seen the news. Cristiano Ronaldo moved mansions because 
there were some noisy sheep around his uh, around his uh, house that he was uh, what he was in, <laughs> and they were so noisy. And then they came into his backyard, was it? A security team had whisked the Manchester United legend and his family to a £6 million home in 23 acres days after he sealed his return to Manchester United. But the striker moved out less than a week later due to the racket from sheep. Mm. 23 acres. And he could hear the sheep. <laughs> My God, he's got good ears. He got very good ears. <laughs> he's got good ears. Good ears. 23 acres, he could hear maybe the he sheep. Has a, maybe he has a phobia, you know. You never Meh. know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, phobia. seriously. There must have been a lot of sheep then. Yeah. Well, they do add in this article and security fears, but I, I'm... No. I'm what security <laughs> what, issues might like the sheep be? are going to break in? Who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the kitchen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I've seen stranger things in the yeah. past. They, they can use animals for to be spies. Yes, I, hey, yes, huh? I get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, had you been Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, have told him to sit down midweek? Um, talking about Cristiano, you mean? Yeah. yeah. No. No. You'd have, you'd have been okay with him hanging about on your shoulder, barking instructions. Why not? Why not? Well, because I'm the coach. Sit down. Yeah, but I think no. it's because of the, 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 the player that he is. And also, also, he's not doing it on purpose, just trying to be the coach out there. I mean, this is his willingness to win. We've seen him doing that also with the Portuguese, Portuguese team. You know, in, the, in the final, in the, he doesn't have a problem with it. Well, and he's not the type of... Thing. When you say that neither coach has a problem with it, both coaches have probably been told by him, this is what I'm going to do. They must have a problem with it. You can't have... It's, it's an almost mutinous act. Sit no, down. I'm in charge. Mm, I, yeah, I, get, I get that, that I'm in charge, Brett. I get that, but... It's his passion for what he's watching and his passion for wanting that result. But he's not alone. He's no, not he's the not only alone. one. What if, what, if, what, if, what if the rest of the bench got up and started doing it? The, the other eight. But don't, you, don't, yeah. don't you think he has a slight advantage over the other yes, players and a slight... Point, but he shouldn't have. A slight, well, mm. I think can't we say we Especially being the best player of the last... One of the best players of the last decade and just especially how he came, he just made, how I came think to he United. Made, I mean, Oli's doing a good job, at, at, a little bit like Pochettino. If there's a way to... to lose a match, one or, one or the other or both will find it. Um, so he's doing a, a job on his own and must stand or fall by that. I, I can't get that at all. I, I, sorry. No. no. Was it quite a, I mean, I missed it. Was it quite a graphic rebuke from him? It was the same as it was during that European Championship. No, no, time. I'm talking about Ollie's dismissive way of Ronaldo. No, no, no Ollie didn't dismiss it. Ollie stood there and let him bark right. away. I was just carrying on. I thought he said he told me to sit down. No, I would have I told oh, him to sit down. Told him. Yeah, you would. I would. No, you wouldn't do anything. Yes, I would. You say that now. Yeah. You wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, I, I would. Know you would. <laughs> I like this from Brian Reed in the Mirror. According to a report by UEFA's technical experts, England lost the 2020 final. Here we go. Here we go. Due to playing an excessive number of long balls. Now, says Brian, naturally, I bow to the highly paid footballing brains that discovered this telling insight, but feel duty bound to point out that they actually lost it due to an inability to accurately hit much shorter balls <laughs> from the penalty spot. Honestly. What I'm learning, what I'm listening Sorry, to. They got to the final, got beaten penalties, but they lost it because they played too many According balls. to this technical committee report. How, 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 how can that be? I, I, ask Nigel. He's a... Closer to it than no, we are I'm, these days. I'm, 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 I'm still, I'm still hearing it. He, he's sitting here in flabbergasted, you know, hearing the hearing what well, you Reece, just Brian meant makes as well. a very good point. The reason they lost it is because they couldn't score from twelve yards. Yeah, not because they were knocking balls across the pitch. Exactly, they missed three penalties from twelve yards. Yeah, and yet these guys, and we know one or two of them. Yes, we do. Moisey Mo was one of them, <laughs> yeah. which surprises me yeah, for yeah. him to be part of a technical committee that comes up with that. 
But uh, uh, we, we love analyzing, do we nowadays? About we're stuck with it, I'm afraid. We, we, we are. I think we are, we are stuck, stuck with it. On the I subject really of Manchester United, Antonio Conte would be open to being Manchester United boss if called upon. Well, he's not getting called upon. I, I just, I, I'm. Not unless United are sixth come December that he's not getting called on. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he, I, I tell, the reason I don't think he's getting called on is I think he's got to sit out another year mm. to get his money. What, you, think have, you think you United might get rid of him? I, I, I you just, just sat there with me three weeks ago and said, I fancy him for the title this year. I do. <laughs> I, I do. But I, I just sense there's growing unease amongst the Manchester United supporters, particularly after that game this past week, that especially in Europe, He's he's coming up short. It was a plastic patch. Come on, give him a break. Yeah, yeah. there's no money overboard. It's no yeah. men overboard. Come on, seriously. Fernandinho confirms Manchester City met with Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, we knew that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we knew that. Yeah, that was not a no. That was not no a that, that's not a revelation. No. And on a serious subject, football set to trial a first match with no Saw heading. Saw that? No, no heading. No but heading. Not, yeah, no, no heading. heading in the penalty areas. But no heading outside the penalty areas. But second half completely off heading. Yes, second half no heading at all. Listen. It's it's a very delicate subject to to debate, and um, no one wants to see anyone injured because they headed football. Me more than most, I certainly don't want to hear but see myself suffer in the future. But uh, listen, if it happens, it happens. If the game moves forward and everyone feels that's the best way forward to for it, then listen, you have to. I have to sit here and, and take it. But I'm not looking forward to the day we start a Premier League season, and no one's going to head the football. No, I mean that. For me, if that happens, that means like slowly, slowly. Few the game have done will more die. than we did, and it's mm-hmm. it's never been recognised, Andy, in in making this subject something mm-hmm. that that has has found its way onto the lead mm-hmm. story for agendas um, mm-hmm. often. Um, you know, Dawn Astle we embraced yeah. many years ago on yeah. this subject when when finally it was proven that Jeff died as a result of an industrial injury. My my only fear, and there, there needs to be more research, and we need to be sure that it's not damaging. Um, but I'm, I'm slightly concerned that maybe because we've gone the other way now. It's going to be damaging. Richard, it's going to be damaging. It's going to, we are going to have the people going to this. Of course, it's going to be damaging. Of course, there are, there are certain people who have played football. But think of the amount of people who have played football in the last, even in the last, since we've been aware of it, say the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Many people have played football, do you think, in the UK or in, in England, let's say. Thousands. Mm. Thousands. I don't know what the figures would be about the ones who have contracted dementia because of the sport they played. Because, of because ball, you know, yeah. you, you you can't sit here and say that every footballer who suffers from dementia no, is because I it's football. Yes. Right? Yes. That's that's so important. Yes. I think Nigel. Mm-hmm. You know, and not everyone who plays football is going to get dementia. Mm-hmm. You know, that that, that I just think that's why the, you have to have research in place yeah. before really. Some will, and we, I think that's now been proven. Some will. Yes. It, it's it's the, the consequence and, and the, the average that we're prepared to accept. Listen, I might. I had as many, many balls as most. Mm. I was look, that's what I say. I was looking across the table here. I was looking at Andy, and I was but like, I, oh, I he's was, okay. And he's the, he was one of the players that, what? Had the ball. It's yeah. something that's obviously that's very close game. to your heart. Yeah, of course it is. It is very close to your heart. So we have to be delicate about yes. the subject because it's not only because no. we said like because yeah. of the love, I mean, it's, love it's, of the game. We don't it's, want it's, it's we about, heading in the game. What, what do we attribute it to? I mean, I'm I'm 65. You know, when my hero Dennis Law is 81. Yeah. Mm. Now, I know Dennis headed a lot of footballs as well, a bit like me. But is, has Dennis contracted dementia at 81 because he headed a football? 
well, this is what we need more research to discuss. Or would, would he out. have contracted dementia anyway? M may have done. I mm. said to I, which, I mean, I, That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's a hard one. Okay. Um, why? Why, if you're Steve Bruce, do you want to continue as the coach of Newcastle United? I have no idea. And this is quite surprising for me as well. And I spoke about um, by Steve Bruce and Newcastle last year, you know, when they had that bad spell. Um, and I was still wondering why he was still the, the manager when they were close to the relegation spots. Of course, we all know Mike Ashley doesn't want to lose any money on any coaches and especially want to pay him out. Mike won't, but Mike won't sack him because he doesn't give him any aggravation or no. didn't until the summer Steve stuck Dead his summer, head above the parapet yeah. a touch to say he was disappointed with the transfer business mm -hmm. but I, I can't there's a very good piece by Craig Hope to be fair in the mail who they, they dislike deeply in the northeast largely because he's always got the right story well Bruce um, and him don't get on that's a certainty I said last week a lot of coaches took holiday they do and they will going mm. forward at the next break but apparently he came back Brucey for Monday afternoon of the second week rather than the morning and players have been waiting. There are issues. Dwight Gale and Graham Jones have fallen out because yeah. Jonesy this week apparently was saying to, to, to Gale, it's always all about you. And, and Gale snapped back, really? Well, mostly about you since you went with England. Mm. You know that, mm. <laughs> that kind of unrest mm. around a dressing room. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think he's getting hammered. Mm -hmm. It can't be very good for his mental health no and I, it can't be very good for the family and I don't know what the upside is there isn't an upside I mean Steve Bruce must wake up every morning we wake up every morning mm. when, certainly when I played when we played even going to work in a, of a weekend when we're going to do the Premier League wake up every morning looking forward to going into training it was always a, a big highlight getting in there being with the lads working for whether it's morning and afternoon or just morning sessions you you went, you went, wake up and enjoy it Ma coaches managers do the same must do the same you know they must love going into work enjoy it oh it's great I'm in working with the boys today I, I can't think Steve Bruce has ever woken up in the last two years and said oh I'm really looking forward to going to work no. today he, oh, he must. He must be. Otherwise, you stand. You don't stay a coach for that for two years. And of course, take away the financial aspect of it that you always get paid. You know, at the end of the month. But apart from Bruce, that, he can't need the money. He I mean, can't. he doesn't need the money. The money. Okay. No, we, so, we, so what is it then? I, I so that this, this means because it, of the love of the game. What it might be, and we should consider this, is that he is a Geordie. Yes, he is. It, it is his football club, and I do believe he genuinely wants to do well there for the club, for Newcastle, for mm. the supporters. Mm -hmm. I don't think they quite get that. No. I don't think they quite understand okay. how deeply he feels about that club. I understand. Replace him, okay, but with what? Or who? Yeah, but that's that's the first question. But let me ask you this, seeing like the, the results of Newcastle over the last year, yeah? Over the last year, taking it back to last year. Do you still think the players have the same confidence in, in him that before he was appointed? Reading this, my answer would be no. So you don't well, think, I think that it's mixed? I would. I would. You think he that. lost the dressing room? No, I think it's mixed. I do think it's like every every dressing room, Nigel. I'm sure that even players in Man City's dressing room, I'm sure there's maybe yeah. two or three don't like Guardiola because they never get a look in. I'm sure there's some at Anfield. I'm sure there's some at Chelsea who are not getting picked to think. Shit, this, I hate this. This is crap. Mm. I'm not happy here. Mm. Right? So you're going to get that. But I do think it's mixed. I think there will be players there that that, that are right behind Steve. But I do think that maybe. There'll be more than just a handful, mm. maybe stirring the pot 
mm. in the background, maybe making life difficult for Steve. I don't know. I, I don't know why he's not walking up one day and went, do you know what? Sod it. Yeah. You want me out? I'm out. And everything comes with success. I mean, when you have success, I mean, it's easier to have your place secured and also have the players behind you as well if you have success. But if you don't have success, you know how it is in the dressing room. No success. They're going to talk right, among each go. other. They're going to stir the pot. Yeah. This is not good. Why I'm not playing? You get all these questions and then you get the, then you get the doubts into, in, in, in a manager's head as well. Just a quick one about he's, he's taking a break. Most coaches, an international break, an international break, take a break. Correct. Most try and nick away for three or four days in, abroad. Yes. Now, the fact that he never was back for a Monday afternoon shouldn't concern anyone. He's the, the manager, right? Well, he, is a, he is a bunch of coaches yes. who are paid. So he could easily say, I'm, I'm going to be back on Monday afternoon, guys. So Graham Jones and so and so and so and so, get the boys in on Monday well, morning. Well, that's the problem. Do the I think side. there was a communication issue that, that some players turned up in the morning and he didn't turn up until the afternoon. Now, that, that sounds to me as though something went wrong. Went wrong, yeah. But um, it tells you the frustrations that's going on right now yeah, in the organisation. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we, we, we've not taken exception, just because you took a break last uh, last international break. Yeah, Nigel and I were here, yeah. knocking our pants out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you were away in the sunshine. I, that's okay. I, I was yeah. back to do the job that I'm paid to do. <laughs> Uh, I would like to say uh, <laughs> yeah. I think Harvey Elliott has grown in my uh, in my estimation this past uh, yeah. past week. Yeah. Very very mature young man. Yeah. He, he started to make himself undroppable. Undroppable. Yeah. Um, the yeah. way he's handled the whole incident, exactly. including yeah. removing blame from strike. And the don't think yeah. of. Is it the FA? Yeah. FA, yeah, yeah. Well, how, how pathetic have they been? I three I, my view on that, Andy, would be that they probably got a call from somewhere. Um, because too many reds last year were overturned, and I think there's been a. There's, there's I think there's been a. They, 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 they are, it's making them look daft at the PGMOL, uh, particularly because, as you, you well know, Mike Riley's shout. I didn't say that. I, yeah, I just said that he maybe got a call from somewhere. <laughs> you said getting a call. That means yeah. from Mike Riley. I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. So from, from the minute it happened, and, and we none of us saw it. We didn't a, look at a, it again. A challenge but we knew it wasn't was a worthy challenge. of a red. The referee mm. on the day didn't think it was a free kick. No. let alone a bad challenge. So wave play on, and it was only when um, Salah saw the the ankle the way yeah. it was dislocated and the manner it was that he could draw attention to it so the fact that they've gone okay we've sent them off on the day because no one was quite sure what about it but then having looked at it and then having Harvey Elliott come out and say what he said to then say well we we get your appeal but you can do one yeah you mm. see I mean, what, what bothers me about that is you and I were, were sitting uh, you, you weren't in Nigel um, we, 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 we actually contacted the PGMOL on the day to say whose decision was mm. that and we were told it was the fourth officials that it was an on-field decision Andy Madley who was fourth right. had told the referee that's it a bad challenge it's a red and I said well that doesn't strike me as being correct because protocol says that the, the VAR's got to look at it anyway so I said can you call them back and check that and see whether or not it was VAR or no 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 definitely Andy Madley on the side of the pitch so that was twice so, so, the so, referee, be, so in this case the referee didn't even have a chance ref didn't give a foul no no didn't he have the chance to review it by himself no he didn't so he got a, he got a call he, from his fourth official yeah. no he got a call okay. from the fourth and then on Monday morning Mark Clattenberg's writing in his column in the mail saying well, well VAR decided it was, it was well uh, you see VAR didn't from what no. they told us no so we're always going to ask questions, guys. My message is get your story straight and, and w when it doesn't match, be honest enough to hold your hands up and say, well, maybe we got that one we wrong. We got it wrong. We got it yeah, wrong. Yeah, even yeah, even different. the people like Clattenburg and the referees who were writing were all saying that this will be appealed by West Ham and quite rightly – By Leeds. By Leeds, sorry. And yeah. quite rightly, Strait's ban will be yes. you know, rescinded. 
and yet it wasn't. Did they give him an extra game because he appealed? Did that? I, I don't think so. I think so. Yeah, three I games. Did, I think it's three. He games. Went from two, two to three. three. Yeah, yeah. See, but that's ridiculous. Apart from joke. apart from that, can we give a big shout out to to Elliot the way yeah. how he handled the business on Absolutely. his age as well and come out and Agreed. made a statement as well to strike yes. because you know strike must feel mm. very bad. Yes. We're well, forgiving well. for the barbed jibe at Manchester United fans. <laughs> no, Harvey, you haven't got more legs than they've won trophies in the last eight years. No, great. Unless you've got four legs. Yeah, Elliot, great response. Yeah, wonderful, straight, wonderful. Straight. really well, like fantastic. it. Yes. Uh, okay, now it's time to introduce our guest, and the subject matter, I think, first up will be Pep Guardiola. Ooh. Urges more Manchester City fans to attend their Premier League clash with Southampton in a thinly veiled dig at absent supporters, over 17,000 empty seats against Leipzig. Mm. The response from Manchester City fans is, oh yeah, well... <laughs> how about you buy some you're earning 300 grand a week you buy them and give them to local school children we'll fill the stadium mm. who's right <laughs> <laughs> I mean this is this is a hard one because obvious I understand his intention is what he's trying to say because he wants to have a full stadium to get the full resp response but you have to sometimes also think about the situation that certain fans are in and they don't have the money to buy a ticket That's for right. a midweek game so it's just a little bit of a balance and I think in a miscommunication so what's good for Guardiola to do right now is also to talk to one of the heads of the yeah. of the men's city's fan clubs and say like listen do I didn't mean that would, that was not my intention would he be well advised to actually do what the city fans have suggested and 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 buy 15,000 school children a ticket no <laughs> I, I don't I don't know maybe well, maybe there's week's a, wages listen Rather than, rather than Pep Guardiola buy 15,000 school children, what might be nice if Manchester City themselves, who are an extremely rich football club, on a night like that, when you know your crowd's going to be there, you know it. Yeah, they don't, the they, they, for some the reason Champions they don't League, embrace it, do they? The Champions, Champions League, League has been like... It's always them. been like that. So know where we maybe, were it's, a, maybe it's a thing, but City should say, right, we're only going to sell 35,000 tickets tonight, so we're going to distribute 15,000 among school children mm. as a club, so that we fill our ground with maybe future fans that we can grab and take hold of and, and keep them there. Well, so, you, have school, you have school nights as well. Eh? So, and the, so, and the, and the, and the nights are, mm. are nights are late and kids got to go to school in the next next day in the morning mm. early on. So it's hard just to say like, okay, 15,000 tickets yeah, you give but them but to they still kids. fill Old Trafford with the same yes. problem. I just don't think City fans like playing in, in uh, Europe. Yeah, the, they don't yeah, like the, UEFA. Since we play European nights over there, it was always half, half empty. So we never complained about it. It, it, was, it, is, it was what it was and we just had to accept it. The main thing and the main target for most of the fans is the Premier League. You know, during the week, weekend, you know how important it is. It is for the fans, but yeah. for the club, it remains the Champions League. I'll tell you what as well. Now. But can we, can we agree that the city will cruise through the group stages. Yes. Oh, I don't think there's an issue. I think we, right now we can predict. Well, the trouble is when you have a tournament. When you, I, I would say fifth. How many qualify? Uh, 16, 16, 32, 32. 32. 32. Well, you could, you could, you could call thirty of them now, couldn't you? Exactly. Yeah, thirty-two. Eight, no, eight two is, is it eight groups two sixteen qualify sixteen. So they will turn up when it's going to. You could name fifteen important. or sixteen probably. Correct. Yeah, but the other thing I'm just going to say: be careful. All you guys who want an extra World Cup. More games. People don't like the Champions League. It happens too. Too many games where fans are not going to watch it. I'm telling you. Anyway, that's for another. The Manchester City fans. <laughs> Let's introduce our guest. <laughs> and that guest is Uwe Rösler. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Rutzler, you pronounce that right this time? Barry Davis always used to call, former BBC commentator, Rutzler. I thought it was Rossler. Uh Who better to ask than the man himself, Uwe? Uwe. (laughs) How are you? Hi. Good, good. How are you? We're, We're good, good, thank you. Rosler, Rosler. Um, I got used to Rosler, and Rosler. Uh, normally Rosler in ah. Germany, Rosler. But yeah. I'm now when I'm in Germany, and they ask me who I am, I say Uwe Rosler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the effect of living in the UK as long as you're there is perfect. Yes, and we all know how yeah. good you guys are with accents. So let's yeah, just oh, keep yeah. it on Rosler. Yeah, okay. yeah Rosler. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. Nigel makes a very good point. To be yeah. fair, we're not. We're not. Um, we're not no. the best, are we? Uh, in fact, we're embarrassing. We only yeah. have one language, no, most of us. Exactly. No wonder yeah. why they call me DJ, because they can't pronounce my last name. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. That, that is true. Yeah. It it's easier to call him DJ, because most of the places he's played his football, they can't pronounce De Jong, yeah. which is not hard, it is, is it? It's hard, and you pronounce it perfectly. De Jong. So, yeah. Yeah, it's easy. De Jong. That's one of the easy ones. The hero, if I'm not mistaken, Uwe, of one of your sons, Nigel De Jong. How did that happen? Oh yes, yeah. My, my son uh, obviously grew up in the in the UK. Um, learned his trade at the Manchester City Academy, and obviously he started as a centre midfielder. And he always loved Nigel. Uh, winning the ball, give it. Winning the ball, give it. Um, Nigel was very influential in that period to bring this club, starting to bring this club there where the club is now. And uh, my son, my son really admired him for the way he played. Yeah, Chelsea, they call him, the Mac, they suggest that Makaleli 
created that position. I think de Jong was the first to start yeah, doing yeah, that. It's Don't you? Right up there, yeah, definitely mm, right yeah. up there. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, thank you, first of, all, first of all, thank you very much for your uh, <laughs> admiration of your son. I think that's, uh, that's opened the ears here on this table because, <laughs> you know, the way how they're always talking about that position. Um, Can I be honest with you? I saw Uwe in Mallorca about 10 days ago and when he told me this, I dropped my glass. I Did said, you really? What? <laughs> yeah, you, thought I, you thought he was going to say Yaya Touré. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was no Yaya Touré. There was no Anagio. Trust me. <laughs> but your 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 affection for Manchester City started a long time ago, didn't it? I I didn't realise this, but but the names of your boys were chosen as a result of affection you had for two City players. Yeah, definitely. My oldest one uh, called Tony after Tony Book. Tony Book was uh, one of our assistants yeah. um, in the coaching staff, and um, I had a very close relationship to him. And um, he helped me a lot, you know, when you're coming as a foreigner, especially from the east, from, from East Germany. So that was obviously a culture shock for me. And uh, Tony was one of the guys who really helped me to settle, helped me to understand the football Good uh, from the Premier League. And uh, and obviously Callum Bo uh, Colin Bell, um, my youngest one, he still plays football in Macbreda. Um we gave him the the name Colin Very because of fantastic. It's great. I, like, is, I, I love is, that. That, know, that, that is true. That's, that's, that's true and a proper true. fan. Yeah, yeah. proper uh, city. Do fan. you think anyone's I mean. named their kids after you, Keezy? What Dick? <laughs> <laughs> Uvi, <laughs> 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 I was just going to say, to talk about when you arrived in England, just quickly in the, the problems. I'm looking at it, what two years after the Premier League started. Maybe was that '94? So you've had, you've had basically, yeah. there weren't as, I mean, now the Premier League is just full of foreign imports of people who have come and played. But yeah. in those days, they were still, we were still getting to know you guys as much as you were getting to know us. So what made it difficult then? Was it just the lack of fellow foreigners? Um, no, um, I came in a very difficult time uh, for myself because um, I had a bad year in Nuremberg in the Bundesliga. I went back to my to my club where I went from, uh, Dynamo Dresden, and uh, played five games and I had a, got a bad injury. Ah. After that, it was very difficult for me to come back into right. the team. And and I went on the journey um, to the Premier League. And for, for a relatively young player coming from the East, obviously the type of football was completely different. Yeah. And Germany at the time was very much man-marking, um, a sweeper. Um, and certainly then playing against two lines of force uh, suited me really well, but I needed to understand. And I was very, very lucky and fortunate that we had a very experienced team. Uh, we had players like um, Paul Walsh, Niall Quinn, uh, McMine, um, who, who teached me the game. Keith Curl, who teached me the game. Obviously, the manager was me, Brian Horton. He was also very influential to me. But at that time, a lot of our relations we developed on the pitch by talking to each other, by finding out about each other, by finding the chemistry. Uh, and um, I, I really, really needed that help. Mm -hmm. And um, I took I took it on board and took it to my game and the rest is history. Do you think, do you think, Uwe, um, 
coming from West Germany and especially in the, in the oh, sorry East Germany and especially in the um, the environment that you were growing up, do you think the adjustment in city was was an easier adjustment than anywhere else in the world because of the city that you were in, the hard working class people, the the fans that were there as well? Was you the adjustment? You say Moss Side is, is, is a little bit like East <laughs> yes. Germany. Yes, I think he's seen that. Uh, Have you you been in Moss Side recently? Was the, was the adjustment was the adjustment was the adjustment easier for you? And especially because um, I don't know, you speak in English before? No, no you English come? then was it? No, 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 no. So was no. the adjustment for you easier? English. Was wow. the adjustment easier for you? Know, you? I, I didn't. I didn't spoke any English, so that made the integration even harder. Yeah. Uh, but I put a, I put a lot of effort in because I, I realized pretty early that it's a big opportunity for me. So, uh, and you have to commit 100%. So that means you have to learn the language as as quick as, as you can. And I went basically from the from the second or third week, I went into uh, college uh, uh, two times a week. Or the club had organized for me and. To learn to learn to learn the language that the player sees, I really committed to the course. And uh, but you made a very good point. Um, after unification, um, I went over to West Germany to the Bundesliga. Uh, we won promotion with Dynamo Dresden into the Bundesliga. But going over the former border to the other part of Germany uh, was different. And different. What was different was uh, the way the players. Um, List, list with each other, competed with each other in the team. Uh, in, the, in the East, it was very much about the, the collectively, uh, the collective uh, approach to the game. In the West, was very much myself have to survive, myself has to be better than my opponents, and to stay into the team. And and that took me a little while to understand that. And when I came over to Manchester City. Uh, the players there, we did everything together. Like after the games, the next day, Keith Curl organized as the captain, organized golf. So there were eight, nine players there, and I couldn't play golf. I was driving the boogie and, and serving and serving the drink, but I just wanted to be with them. And and after the games, we went always collectively out. So and that was what I was used from the East that we as a team we play together and we also socialize together. And um, and I really. I really felt that was not far away from the way I'd grown up. You mentioned Brian Horton. Mm. Did, did you have a good working relationship and an affection with every coach at Manchester City? I mean, for instance, uh, Alan Ball. Oh, did that's you, did, not nice. You, <laughs> come on. Did you get on with Bawley? <laughs> at first, uh, Brian Horton um, was influential. He signed me. Uh, he, saw, he saw something... In me, what he said, okay, we take we take him on three months on loan, and uh, and then obviously the loan got into uh, a permanent for three years. So when I arrived at, at City in England, I wasn't fit. Um, I, I was probably at 60, 70 percent because I had not played for four months. Mm. So, but they they throw me because Mike Quinn got a crucial ligament injury, and they thrown myself and Paul Walsh right in the deep end. And we needed we needed to survive, and we did. Uh, the team uh, comfortable uh, was saving from relegation, and uh, we starting to form a partnership. When when Quinny came back, uh, I was thinking, oh, ooh, uh, Paul Walsh was, in my opinion, number one, and then was between me and Quinny. But uh, but Brian Horton stuck by me and gave Good. me so much confidence, and um, and also find in the end a way to play. All three of us 
because Quinny was an excellent player. Mm, yeah. Um, and um, I really be thankful to him um, that he took me in the first place, but that, that also that he developed me. L- let me put this another way then to get to the story that I'm I'm digging for. <laughs> uh, how did you, how, how would you react to head of a Manchester derby if you'd been told you were going to play and then didn't? Obviously not very good, and that is what I did. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not very proud of this. Um, looking back, being now a coach by myself, I asked myself, "Would you like that the player now doing that to you?" But my answer is no. What did you so do? I was wrong. Um, yeah, my my ego my ego got ahead of me, uh, and um, obviously I did. Something on the pitch after scoring against Man United. Something. Um, let, me guess, let me guess. <laughs> no, they're celebrating the goal. But uh, still images. In, me, in, there I are made, still images, Nigel. Yes, yeah. there are still images. Yes, but it wasn't just a celebration made, on the. Mistake. By the way, it was a worldie. It was the. It was a magnificent goal, and I think probably as much as anything else that endeared you to Manchester City fans. But it was. The, it, we discussed this the other week, Uve, and mm. it was the post-match interview that probably. Oh, yeah. Right, it, right. it. Yeah. Right. He. He didn't hold back. Well, he didn't I, I, his, his English no, probably I wasn't very really good. I didn't good. hold back. And, <laughs> exactly, they didn't understand. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but but I did. I didn't. I did. I regret what I did. And uh, well, that's and, fair uh, enough. And yeah. I would uh, and I would apologize uh, when Bali would be still with us. And God and God bless him. Um, uh, I was wrong, and I admit that. And. Did you did you did and you give apologies straight say. after the game or uh, a couple of days after? Or did you st- no, did you, st- no. st- did you stand no. your ground? No, no. no, no I think Nigel. Nigel, I think it, with some with some people it takes maybe a little bit longer sometimes to understand. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. with yeah. me, I think I can me, I can tell I, I can tell there's yeah. that German stubbornness. Yeah, well, I've been there before. I've been in Germany. German stubbornness. That's oh, from a Dutchman. Yeah, Dutch yeah. Well, we, are, yeah. we, we, have a, we have a similar, similar oh, uh, the only I thing can remember. I should apologise to someone in 1976, but I couldn't be asked. So I'm, <laughs> he's still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not bad. No, I think that's very honourable. Now, um, talk to us about what the future holds, because your last post you left in Germany. Yeah, Dusseldorf? Fortuna. Dusseldorf. Fortuna, yeah. Yeah. Um, my, what are you now my, doing? Resting or are you actively looking? Um, would you would you like no, back in? First and foremost, uh, my contract was running out of Dusseldorf. Uh, I had an 18-month contract and and we both sides uh, came to a uh, conclusion that the club wanted to go in a different direction. What is what absolutely is, is okay uh, because my contract was running out. What I'm doing now is I'm discovering social media. Me too. Me too. I was probably, uh, as a coach, as a seeing sometimes what that can do to players, to their confidence. I was probably against that. Uh, but now, having a little bit more time at the moment, working in the media as well, I find a very useful tool uh, going forward to. Is that something? Is that something that you see as a coach as well? That it has a big influence on the team, and that you have to develop yourself as a as a coach coming from a different era. That you have to understand what's going on nowadays with the, with the youth to understand them better, and not always saying, "Hey, put your uh, phone away, or do this, or do that, or your tablet away. Don't be on your phone twenty four seven. 
when I was a younger coach, I started to, to do that, what you just described now. But when you're getting older, you have more experience. Um, I, I knew quite early that, that is, you can't stop that. You know, you, uh, the, players, the players will not follow you because that is for them a very, very important tool. Um, for me, I have an advantage. I have two, two boys. So one is 21 and one is 24. So uh, growing, they're growing up with me and our family. So, mm. uh, and also coaching for a long time now, 17 years, uh, being with young people together all the time. Obviously, that makes you understanding how young people tick, mm. uh, what is important for them. And coming back off um, social media, social media can be, can be very useful, can be very good, but it also can be damaging for players. Yes. Uh, and, um, mm. and, also, and also for when you're coming in as a, as a coach right after the game into the dressing room, sometimes you're coming in after five minutes, after 10 minutes, and already the players went through their phones and and, <laughs> yeah. and get all their feedback Absolutely. And, and then and then you coming as a coach as the fifth or sixth or hundredth person to try to give you feedback for, yeah. for the game so this is this is sometimes very difficult um but that is the way we live in now this is the modern world we can't stop it i think it's it's, it's very beneficial in many ways but you have to as, a, as an athlete as a professional athlete we have to learn how to deal with that. Absolutely. That's very fair. Nigel has been fair. nodding in agreement, yeah. uh, Uwe, all the, yeah. all the while that you've been talking. Um, t- two other things. Colin, it is, who's the player, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's he going? Good. He's playing tonight. Um, ah, for um, yeah, he's a, he's a young defender with nine years at Manchester City. He got a very good upbringing. Uh, he got taught the basics for the modern center half need to have this day. And now he, uh, he makes his first steps in, in senior football, in men's football, in results oriented football. And Brilliant. a young defender makes mistakes, and, uh, but he learned quick. He has to learn quick and he will learn quick. He's smart. And, uh, and I hope um, his dream come, come true. Does he have the character and the persistence as his dad? Cool. He's halfway there if he does. Oh, yeah. yeah. He has the character. I can, uh, this is why he chosen you as his, as his idol, because he's a, he's a warrior. He's a fighter. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, you're working working on uh, German television, Uwe, with, with a very good friend. Very good friend of ours. Jan Augefjortov, yes. um, who's a very honourable... Well, did you say working? I mean, I, I'm assuming Jan does let you speak every now and again, Uwe. Is that fair? <laughs> First and foremost, I have to correct you, Rich. Um, oh. ah. I'm working for I'm working for a Norwegian channel. A ah, Norwegian, Norwegian, German, ah, okay. German, German Bundesliga. So ah, we, right. we, okay. we covering we covering for we are play in Norway or Scandinavia. We covering the Bundesliga and Jan Nag and I we we working pitch side at the games. Uh, obviously, the interest in Norway is very much on. Borussia Dortmund and Erling Haaland, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah that is that is how we work. And um, I think working, with, I know Jan Arge for a long time. I know him as a player. Yeah. We, we played in similar time in in the in England, but uh, he was he was my first sporting director. He gave me my first job as a coach, and in Lillestrøm. And since then, we know each other really well, and we never lost contact. And Doing that now, I think, is a, is a, is a, is very important for me 
to use that time now between jobs um, yeah, to absolutely. rest and recharge, yeah. mm. but but also also to always update yourself, always keep your keep yourself going, mm. yep. be involved in the game, and um, and um, I never can rest. Uh, yes, yesterday I, I did six hours on uh, Euro League and in the Euro Conference League. I don't know how many games I saw yesterday. Twenty four, I think it was. Unbelievable, and uh, it's fun. It's fun, but it's also education. For it me. is. You ne never stop learning in this game, really. No. Never stop. What, learning. What's, what's your best guess where Holland goes? Oh. Holland uh, will have a very good season this year, and yeah. next season, I guess he will go. Where he will go, there's not many clubs who can afford him, can afford his wage demand and his transfer fee. So. Um, yeah, then you can then you can get. Do we want to, Do we want to see him at City next year? Him over Kane or Kane over Haaland? Well, Haaland's seven years younger for the start. <laughs> you, exactly, exactly. When you yeah. when you look like, when you do such an investment, um, the whole package, uh, mm. transfer fee and wages, agency fee, um, you as a club, you need to. You need to have this player five, six, seven, eight years uh, in yeah. the best case, uh, and I think I think that put him in front of, of Harry Kane. Okay, mm. so your choice is made then. Yeah, yeah Manchester United will nick, <laughs> nick another player off you. Yeah, just as you're about to say, and then they'll come United. Last one, Uwe. We were discussing it before you joined us. Why can't Manchester City fill their stadium on European nights? And has Pep Guardiola got a point? Um, I saw the interview, and I don't think Pep meant how it's been reported in the media uh, or, or, or how it how the message been received um, in the media. Uh, that's for me point one. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, of course, every coach wished that the stadium is full. Every coach wished that in a difficult period with a lot of games with a tight schedule that you know the next game will be tough. It will be really tough. And of course, then you you always think about this five, ten percent. That is what we missed in Corona. We are football. Football without supporters in Corona, it's not football. No, it's and, not. Um, and 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 I don't think Pep meant it the way uh, it's been received in the media. So why why the club can't fill the stadium? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, of course, there's through Corona, everyone was hitting economically. Not only football clubs, also private people. Every private person. There's a lot of people who struggle mm. Uh, mm -hmm. in all in all Europe and all over in the world. So in Manchester City, you have every three or four days quality games to go to. Uh, the season ticket is very expensive. When you want to go with your family, with two kids and your wife, this hit you very, very hard in the pocket. So of course, that is the economical side. It yeah. could be one reason. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know why. Because uh, RB Leipzig uh, is a, now these days is a is a is a top opposition uh, in European football. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Uwe, thank you for talking to us. Thank do, you. Do please take our best wishes thank with you, you at the weekend much. for Jan. Yes. Yes, Mr. Fjord. I will do. Send us a, and send all the best. Will will, and all the best this weekend to your boy Colin as well. Yes. Yeah. Please play. Thank for, you very playing much. For, he's, playing, he's playing international football as well, Uwe, isn't he? he plays for Norway. Yeah, yeah, under 21s and uh, so under 20s and under 21s. Yeah. So we might see him on the big stage very, yeah. very soon. Well, we yeah. hope so. Keep them, so. And he has your last name, eh? I reckon. 
Yes, Rusla. Yeah. Okay, see. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say it one? Do you say it one time? Rusla. You want to say it one time with a German accent? I like. I like it. Rusla. Nein. We've anglicized him. He's Uwe Rusla. Yeah. Emphasize on the O. Love to everybody your end, Uwe, and thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me, and have a and have a good day. Great. Great. Tell Fiotov we might, but we're not certain. We might at some point call him. Yeah, we might. He's, he's not as okay. good as you, so don't tell him that, though, but obviously. <laughs> All the best, Uwe. Thank you, guys. Thank you, mate. Great Thank to you. talk. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> lovely guy. Lovely, lovely guy. And if if, if you had uh, the determination he's got, yeah. you're halfway. Like I said during the conversation, you're really halfway to, mm. towards being a player. That's what, I, that's what I said as well. I mean, I mean his determination persistence was uh, was second to none. Yeah. And it, by the way, a great guy. Aware, yeah. intelligent, yes. smart. How he comes across as well. When we first met, well, it wasn't the first occasion we met him. We spent time with him on TalkSport. Correct. Came in as a guest for an hour, yeah. managing Brentford. Brentford, yeah. And he I blew Andy that. away. Andy, we went for a drink afterwards and Andy went, wow. Yeah, I did. I mean, what, mm. a, what a guy. Yeah, no wonder um, he played for City. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Memo to Andy Carroll. <laughs> oh? Uh, who's still looking for a club. Uh, did a piece with Alan Shearer this week for The Athletic, uh-huh. complaining about the manner in which Newcastle turned him out. Um after one goal and I think 74 appearances, I don't think he's got anything to complain about, do you? Well, I'm amazed he got 74. Yeah. There weren't I mean, all starts, but... I mean, I mean... He's 32, he's looking for a club. I think he's he's probably... Is he, was his contract job up? Some, yeah. He well, if his it. contract's up, well, I mean, there's been nothing in the last three years that suggested Andy would get another contract at Newcastle, surely? No. No. Nothing? No. He will get a he will get a job. He will get a he will find a club. I mean, he's thirty two years of age. There will be a club there somewhere that's searching for a, a, a player like him, a striker like him as well. So he will get a club. But unfortunately, he's not going to be at Newcastle anymore. He's no. been, he had two spells there. It didn't really work out in the second spell. No, and we've seen as well from how many how many of these seventy four games he no. came out as, as a sub. Yeah, say fifty. I would say 50 more than fifty percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing, but I think he got one goal. He'll, he'll have to drop down. The leagues. That's well, Reading asked and, and he said no. So I don't know what he's oh, he wants to that. stay in the Premier League. I don't yeah. think he's getting anywhere in the Premier League, I have to be honest. Mm. No, 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 no contact from Club football at that age is very important at this yeah. stage. Yeah. Very, very important. So wherever he goes, he needs to play. Well, he hasn't played for four years, so he, he needs to get going. <laughs> I've enjoyed it again. Yes? Yeah. We've got momentum. We, we will see you next week. You're listening to Keys and Grey. Download from any, any of the uh, regular podcast sites that you currently get uh, pods from. Um, We are at Keys and Grey, the podcast. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 